welcome to the Elijah Fire podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode number 42. We've reached over the threshold of 40 and we are now into a new phase other than for no other reason than we're in past 40, which is exciting for some reason. I'm excited, guys. Oh, man, I'm excited about today. I'm very excited about today's guest. Um, She is friends with Abby, who was on yesterday. So uh, it's very exciting. She's a dedicated wife, mother. She's a rising prophetic voice. And she's also the founder of Rise and Set Ministries. Let's welcome my guest today, Shannon Ringer Dombrowski. Hey, hey. (laughs) Good to see you again. we, We talk, we talk outside of Elijah fire. We do. Yes, we do. Yeah. So everybody, Shannon is a, just a powerful, powerful intercessor. Uh, she's a, a firecracker. Uh, she's, she's appropriate for Elijah fire for that reason. Um, and, uh, guys, I think you're going to be really, really, really blessed by today's show with Shannon. So Shannon, thanks for coming on. It's great. Oh, you're welcome. It's so good to see you. I have yeah. missed you. I'm yeah. not even going to lie. I've yeah. been thinking about you and Lauren and I'm like, I miss them. I haven't I talked know. to them for a little while. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So it's funny because Shannon and my wife kind of look like they could be sisters a little bit. And so it's funny because when you came, you and I met at the Elijah List um, uh, conference back in 2020, January, 2020. Yep. And you were standing in the front and you're a very, uh, lively worshiper i guess we could yes. say you get in the zone yeah and yeah. uh and so one of my coworkers comes up to me afterwards and was like jeff i was so blessed by your wife's the way she worshiped and i was like that was not my wife <laughs> i was like my wife is like a very like just very internal very you know very silent worshiper and you were just like all over the place i was like i think i know who that was um and so yeah it, was just, it made me laugh so but like I said yesterday, everybody, Shannon and Abby and her team from Rise and Set were there at the Elijah List conference, and they actually prayed for my wife. And it was this powerful time. She got healed. She had some issues with her back, and she got healed. It was just a beautiful time, amazing. So um, you guys definitely walk in, you know, signs and wonders and all that really cool stuff as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So so Shannon, we're kind of just gonna segue. Uh, I'll have you tell people a little bit about yourself um, outside of what I already shared. Um, And you can kind of just, I mean, even if you want to jump right into starting to tell your testimony, because it's so integrated into, you know, your intro bio, we might as well. So tell people about who you are. Yeah. So like you said in the beginning, I am a wife. I'm a mom. Um, I am now a grandmother. I am like, he's going to be three months old um, in Mar- on March 9th. He'll be three months old. So I love that job. <laughs> Wish they lived closer so I could be with him more. Um, but yeah, just adding, you know, grandmother to that whole thing. And um, yeah, so I just, and I guess like the founder of Rise and Set, we run Rise and Set from my home. That was something that the Lord laid on my heart um, back in July. Actually, it was in it was in 2017 that he laid it on my heart, but it came to fruition in 2018. Mm. But um, yeah, but the the whole thing is testimony before that is that I literally had an encounter with the Holy Spirit back in May of 2017. So that was, yeah, that was like my, um, 
when I, when I say encounter, I mean, I love Jesus. I gave my life to Christ in 2011 and like literally knocked off my feet. Um, really had a humbling moment in 2011. And that moment that was like, that's when I want to serve Jesus. That's when Mm -hmm. I started to really kind of dive into the Bible, really go to Bible studies. The church um, that I am a member of is a very biblical teaching church. And so I know that God placed me there so that he, it would prepare me for Mm -hmm. what happened in 2017. Okay. So, um, and then 2017, I was at a girlfriend's um, Memorial Day party. And I was talking to a woman about, I love physical fitness. I love nutrition. It's just mm-hmm. something that has always meant something to me. And uh, working out has always been something. So that was um, a conversation that we were actually having together. Well, from there, I started talking about belly issues. And this woman who I love, she's like my spiritual mother in deliverance. But she, she said to me, um, did you ever dabble with witchcraft. And I was like, uh, like, what do you mean? And then she, she yeah. yeah. Right. I was like, uh, okay, what's that mean? Cause I'm like intentionally, uh, probably not. But then she asked me specifics, you know, about like tarot cards, you know, have you ever had tarot cards read? Have you ever gone to a psychic medium? Have you ever, and I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And her face changed. You know, so it was like, it went from this conversation between she and I to she was focused in hand came over, laid it on my stomach and boom, I was delivered of witchcraft right at my friend Bethany's kitchen table at a Memorial Day party. So that was my introduction to deliverance. Was it like, um, because I'm curious, because some people when they get delivered, they really manifest. Sometimes they burp, sometimes they cough, sometimes they, you know, cry. What was that? I mean, you can share as much as you want, but what was that process like for you? Um, that process for me was more like I felt my, it was really wild. My stomach actually felt like it balled up in her hand, which was, yeah, which was amazing to me. And I remember like looking at her and my mouth opening. And I just remember like air being released, um, as they were coming out. Hmm. Um, and that was my first introduction. I had actually gone through, um, what I caught later on. This was after Rising Set started. Um, the I ended up being a living sacrifice unto the Lord, but also with my own deliverance to teach other people how to do deliverance. So it was like God used my body and my full deliverance to teach others yeah, how to cool. do that. Yeah, yeah. So that was later on. But I called that the big kahuna. That one the was the kahuna. one. Yeah. That was and that was one. in May of 2017. Yes. Or- Okay. Yeah, May of 2017. Okay. It was Memorial Day. It was the it was a Memorial Day of 2017 okay. was when I went through deliverance for the first time. The very first time. Wow. There were other occasions, you know, as God started to teach me about healing and deliverance ministry. Um there were other times, but that was the first. That yeah. was the introduction yeah. from there. And then that just started a whirlwind of things happening from the prophetic word to studying with the Lord. Um, actually, right after I was delivered, this was something learning about deliverance was mm-hmm. the backlash of what happens. I went into a three-month depression. Wow. And it was the very next day. So Memorial Day, it was with, uh, within a couple of days. My daughter, my eldest daughter, her birthday um, usually falls on that weekend. And she informed me that she was moving out. And I knew that she was going for good, like she was moving out, moving Mm. out. And that sent me into a spiral of depression. And Mm. I literally 
I remember it like it was yesterday. I only got up to shower, cook for my family and um, go to the bathroom. Like that was it. Wow. Like that was, that was the consistency of that. Yeah. And then in September of 2017, I heard an audible voice of the Lord and I heard him say, get up. And that mm. day, boom, I was delivered of depression and wow. I've never gone through it again. Praise wow. the Lord. That's yeah. all Jesus on for that. Sure. So yeah. So that was like my introduction to, um, you know, like to deliverance, to healing, what that means. And um, just that was just a snapshot. And then in the middle of 2017, I look back on it. I remember it so clearly that it was a Wednesday because there was an assignment like God was so good to me. I was watching a YouTube show and I heard the Lord say to me, get on your knees. And I was like, okay. And I heard it again, get on your knees. Mm -hmm. And I got on my knees in the middle of my living room. And the best way I could explain is I felt like fire and it was like lightning bolts. Mm. And I started to sob uncontrollably. And all I could say was, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Those are the only words that would come out of my mouth. And I went into a vision of um, myself and my family. And it was at our local football field. And the way that the Lord showed me was a son. It looked like it was setting, but now he was showing me that it was rising. Um, and it was by an American flagpole. So the, I could see the American flag and I was standing holding hands. I had my eldest daughter to my left and my son to my left. I was holding my husband's hand to my right. And he had our youngest daughter to his right. And I heard the Lord say, you are my frontline fighters. Mm. And just as fast as I was in that vision, I was out. And I remember coming out going, what does that mean? Like, what is a frontline fighter? Help me, Jesus. I don't even know what that means. Like, help me, help me. Yeah. yeah, So that was, that was it. That was my day, like the day that I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I went back and looked at the date and it was, it was Rosh Hashanah. It was September 20th of 2017. So that, that didn't come till years later. So fast forward, um, you know, I just ended up spending from September of 2017 all the way to the start of rise and set in July of 2018, eight hours a day, just worshiping with the Lord, reading the Bible, um, Strong's concordance, vines, Holman dictionary, you know, I was just like, that's my jam. I love that. Yeah. Right. And just soaking in. I'm like, I want to know. I want to know like history. I want to know all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I heard in June, I was sitting at the table with the Lord and I heard him say, um, pick a date. Because I knew he said, you will meet with my women. I had no idea what he was talking about. He's like, you will meet with my women. I'm like, okay, I'll meet with your women. Whatever. Sure. Yes. I'm in in, Lord. I'm in, I'm going to do it, whatever that looks like. Uh So, um, but in my mind, I'm thinking Bible study. Right. So then I heard in June, pick a date. I was like, all right, sidetrack distraction. So 10 days later with the Lord, I heard it again, pick a date. Hmm. And so I picked a date and put out 19 messages to 19 different people. Um, and then saw my friend Jen at a softball game the day before I was going to start. And the first night of Rise and Set was July 16th, 2018. And that was Abby, myself, Jen, our friend Jen, and our friend Bethany. And We're all four, awesome. I've met them it all. It was amazing. All awesome. Yes. Yeah. They are 
amazing women, amazing women of God. And so that is how Rise and Set started. And it was just four women. And from there, uh, the Lord just said, you meet every week unless I tell you not to. Mm. And so we have met every Sunday unless he has, you know, given us a, a week, you know, a pass for the week. But we don't miss it. And what we do is, you know, we started doing healing and deliverance ministry um, and train women in how to do that. But a lot of deliverance in that we do and a lot of healing that we do is in identity with women and uh, marriages. We work mm. very, very hard, you know, with women, um, their value, their individualism, you know, their mm. individuality within their marriage and what it mm-hmm. means to submit to their husbands and yeah. that kind of thing. That's my heart. Yeah. So one thing that I like two things. Uh, for, um, one is about Abby specifically, but the other one will hit first, which is, um, w- and you felt like there was a definite call, a pull towards women, and d- had had the Lord shown you why specifically women uh, that He wanted you to to minister to women. I really do, and um, and I believe it's it's part of my testimony because mm. I it was my marriage. That's what it was. Um, my walk with the Lord um, originally started because a woman, when I was coaching gymnastics, I was coaching her daughter and she, I was talking about my marriage and she looked at me and she said, have you ever tried Jesus? Hmm. And I, I remember being like, uh, like, no. And she said, Shannon, just trust me. It just works. Hmm. And from there it was, you know, I, I had grown up in this, um, generations are a big thing for me. Mm. And I had grown up under a boomer and that boomer generation, you know, was the women's movement. And so I had this like independence and this disrespect that I had been taught toward Mm. men. And so when God grabbed me in that, um, I I was just on this mission for women to see their value. Mm -hmm. And it was Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. When it was broken down to me, like it's, it was the things that women complain about. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to, have to, have to, have to Right? And women are listing all of these things. Well, I was one of those complaining women that was listing, 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 you know, I do this, I do that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't. Right. Right. And so then I go and read Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. I was like, oh, dang, Gina. Like that, <laughs> I mean, for real, like I'm conviction, going, yeah. <laughs> conviction, it was like, oh, he trusts me to do this. And he trusts yeah. me to do this. And he trusts me to do this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, yeah. we were meant to do these things. And so that was my heart. And I knew, I was like, listen, if there were women that had, I'm a very strong personality and a very strong woman. And mm-hmm. Um, it was used in the in the wrong way. God made yeah. me strong, yes, mm-hmm. but I used it in the wrong way. And so now when I recognize that in other women and they're having marriage problems or they're even having trouble with their kids or whatever that is, I want to dial it back. That's and great. I want to go into the heart of the women and what drives them in Amazing. that. I love it. Yeah, and it's interesting how uh, it always makes me laugh how the, the areas that we're called the most to often we have to be the guinea pig. We have to be the person that God's going to be like, okay, I'm going to do the work in you. So then you can, (laughs) it's kind of like, I mean, it makes sense even from a worldly standpoint. If you're like, if you're going to be a financial advisor, it's probably a good idea to be good with your money and then help other people. Right. So, um, or if you're like, you don't want to be 800 pounds and teaching people how to lose weight, you know? So the same applies to things of the spirit. And that's why it just is making me chuckle. Cause one of the things that my wife and I are really big on is encouragement to other people uh, and faith. 
And those are the two areas that we have been tried in probably the most. Um, and right. so having to uh, be very discouraged and having to, um, you know, not feel like we're being encouraged and, and then having to, to, to go through that. So it's interesting to see that God is, you know, that's very much been modeled in your life as well with even just deliverance um, and even, you know, bad ideologies within yourself, you know, as a, as a strong woman and what that means according to the world versus what that means according to the Lord and being holy. So I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, okay. So the thing that I want to talk about with Abby really quick is it's interesting that both of you guys had radical experiences in 2017, kind of around the same time. Have you, you yes. guys have probably talked about that. We have. Yeah. Has the Lord shown you anything specifically about like anything you realize, like you're saying connections in, in terms of why? Oh, okay. So I just believe this is my own, you know, personal heart with this is yeah. I believe that there was an outpouring in 2017. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that because as we started to come together with women and other women's ministries across the country, we're hearing 2017. And when I look at that 2017, I always think, you know, 17 is the number in victory overcoming, you mm. know, victory and overcoming things. And so mm. 17 has always been my number. That's like my birthday date, like the date I was born was 17. So 17 okay. was always something that was so significant in my life. But, um, you know, like I said, these we're finding more and more people that we partner with in ministry, whether it's deliverance, healing, um, you know, it's crazy what God has done. It's mm -hmm. gorgeous actually, but 2017 seems to be the year. Mm -hmm. And so Abby and I talked about that and, you know, with Abby and I, what was really cool is, I don't know if she talked about this in her interview, but we go all the way, like way back in the day, like mm -hmm. all the way back to, I was a coach at, I was a cheerleading coach for one school. She was a cheerleader for another school. Wow. And I remember Abby, and I remember her dimples. I remember just how beautiful she was. Mm -hmm. She had this poise about her. And um, she was just one that caught my eye. Bethany, my friend Bethany, who I mentioned earlier, same mm -hmm. thing, cheerleader for the opposite school. Um, and then it was just wild when you look back and somebody's highlighted to you and then you find out this stuff in the same way. Like, are you kidding? Like God, and I was highlighted to Abby. So it's just the way that God works things out, all of these pieces when he pulls together at the right time. Yeah. And I actually met Abby. I invited her because I used to do um, I used to do a, a direct sales company mm -hmm. and I would invite people over, teach them how to eat, give them recipes, cook for them and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Well, I reached out to her. and was like, hey, do you want to come over? Literally just became friends on Facebook. Not even a week before that. She's like, sure. <laughs> and then she tells me that she was going to go, this was, she tells me she was going to go on a trip with Elijah, Elijah list. And I was like, oh man, I would love to do that. Baptizing Jordan. I'm like, I would love to do that. Yeah. Like, sign and me then, up. Yeah. Sign me up. You know, that, yeah. so that was really wild. That was February of 2018. And then in July yeah. of 2018, she's here. And then we end up going to Israel together. So it was just yeah. amazing. Like so cool. that 2017 and all of our history to bring us together. Yeah. For now. How cool. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. So you form rise and set. It's the four of yes. you, Jen, Bethany, Abby, and you. And mm -hmm. what, like, what did you guys start doing? You would meet every week. Cause yes. you said, at first I thought it was going to be a Bible study. 
How did you learn that it was more than a Bible study? What was that process like? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Oh, thanks for asking that. Yeah. First, I heard when he said, um, pick a date. He Then when I picked a date, he goes, don't plan it. I was like, okay, check that. I'm a woman. First off, don't plan that. Don't like no checklist. Like, you know, make the, okay. So I'm like, oh, sure. I'm not going to plan it. So like a good girl, I totally planned it. And then (laughs) the day that everybody was coming, um, I, I sat down and I was going over my notes, right? So going over the notes and (laughs) I get to the fourth note and I was looking at it. I'm going, that makes absolutely no sense. Don't even know why I saw that. Mm. So I said, he said, I told you don't plan it. And that is exactly what has happened. Every Sunday belongs to him. Mm. And so this training in, um, you know, I grew up in one type of church and we had, you know, you, you learned ABCs, one, two, threes, everything was a checklist. And then I go to my church that taught me about the Bible, which was amazing. But again, it's Bible studies and it's listing. And it's not that these things were bad. It was just such a format that when he said, don't plan it, I was like, I don't even know what you'd be saying. Like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And um, so plan, give me a break. God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever that means. So, um, you know, I mean, I just, I say that lovingly and jokingly now, but I I really freaked out. I'm not even going to lie. Like, uh, I'm like, I'm totally a planner. I'm a mom of three kids. I've Mm -hmm. got, you know, whatever. And so we talked, we talked. It was as we've developed with Rise and Set over the last three and a half years is that we have learned to pray. We have learned to eat, come together and commune, eat together, praise together, praise report together, worship together and allow Holy Ghost to do, you know, Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do. Mm -hmm. And so it really all of the pressure that I would feel like, say I was in a classroom because I'm a coach, like my whole life, I've been a coach, cheerleading coach, gymnastics coach, um, you know, so it's planning, I'm a choreographer. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're planning formations, how this formation is going to intertwine with this formation, how it's going to move and take the whole floor up. And so everything is about a plan and about a movement. And so, you know, going in with no plan and Holy Ghost is the plan and he's the movement. Mm -hmm. So going from choreographing things to allowing him to be the choreographer and you be the dancer and the the whole scene. So it it was just, it was a whole different ball game of learning what it, right. What it must've been like to me. It's like, what, what would that have been like? We see scripture where Jesus would go and he would preach all day. Mm -hmm. They're meeting on mountaintops. They're meeting in fields. They're meeting in these open spaces. Right. And there's no plan. Mm-hmm. he's speaking and he's teaching and he's loving and they're touching mm-hmm. and there's deliverance here and there's healing there. And I just felt like for the first time for myself that I wasn't in church, that I mm-hmm. was the church. Wow. So being different in, in communing with others, because fellowship's extremely important, you know, being and gathering yeah. is extremely important. But I mm-hmm. learned that the four walls aren't the only place that we can meet. My table right. is an oval table. And so for me and my house, you know, we serve the Lord and I say, come to the table. Mm. So that that's what we do. It's come to the table. We pray. We start the night with prayer. We eat. 
and commune, and then we worship, um, and we just allow the Holy Ghost to do whatever he wants to do. And it sometimes it's scripture. Sometimes it's just prayer over people like this last Sunday. Um, we had, you know, two people that God brought. One was in my own household. The other one was over Zoom. He's in Mexico. And so we were called to pray for a man in Mexico and, and help walk him through healing. Mm. So it's just, it's different every single week. And we just learned that there isn't an agenda mm. that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense, but it makes just... perfect sense. Yeah. And I think I really feel like that what, what is being displayed in your ministry is something that is like in the very heartbeat of God right now. And I just feel like so many people, especially as a result of, you know, in a lot of ways, 2020 was kind of the catalyst that kind of just sparked things into, you know, lit things on fire and the things that were not pure burned to the ground basically. Um, and, <laughs> and I think that, uh, God is, is so desiring for exactly what's being modeled in your ministry is just, when are you going to let me speak? When are you going to let me do what I so long to do in the church body? Um, and I mean, there is, I'm sure you've had, maybe you've had moments. I don't know. Have you had moments of like, where your flesh wanted to kick in and be like, gosh, it's, I got things to do. I got, wait, I get into, it's later. Have there been moments where you've had to die to that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I will mm -hmm. tell you, um, walking in, you know, deliverance was the first thing that the Lord took us to. And so, um, you know, it, it learn well, actually pro prophetic, like mm -hmm. what, what does it mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? What does, mm -hmm. what does that mean to hear the voice of God? What does that mean? You know, and all of that, those are the first things. But then when we were sent out into deliverance, let me tell you, there are some serious learning lessons that you mm -hmm. get um, by walking in obedience to him, but then wanting to do it in your own strength. I actually had a memory. Um, God sent us to a local town and we were at someone's house. And I remember laying hands on this girl and she was not getting free. Hmm. And I literally got up and I walked away in the hallway and I grabbed my hair and I was like, Lord, I don't understand. And he showed me, you're trying to do it in your own strength. Wow. You're doing what you know. And you weren't letting me do it. And you want to talk about humbling moments. Right. And I, I, I find it better to be um, corrected by the father than be corrected by man. And so I would yeah, much I rather, yeah, <laughs> I, I would much rather, yeah, totally. So that, and we have, we've had many moments like that. We've had many heartbreaking moments where, you know, we prayed for somebody and we fully believed that they would be healed and they passed away. Mm. And so even those were, I mean, moments that you would cry and just say, Lord, I don't understand what that is. And so, you know, you read scriptures and when people hear healing, they automatically go to miracle. And that, that was us. Like we had to learn over the last three and a half years, what does healing look like? What does it, what does it mean? Even for myself, like I remember running to the front and running to the front and running to the front. I went, you know, my, this hurts, that hurts. This is, you know, and God was showing me emotionally how physically my body would be healed when my soul is healed. So it's yeah. even things like that where That's you're. A big deal. It's a huge deal because you're mm -hmm. expecting, you know, we live in this microwave society. I need to heat up my coffee. I put it in for 30 seconds. Bang. I got my coffee. I'm drinking and it's good. Right. Yeah. You know, and we look at God in the same way. So we've learned a lot in ministry in the last three and a half years that we want too much too fast. We want it our way. 
you know, we don't want it his way. We don't want to go through the refining process. We don't want to go through the pruning. You know, some of those, I tell people my pruning wasn't just any pruning. My pruning was a legit like chainsaw. It wasn't like here, he's going to come and snip me. The Lord legitimately came at me with a chainsaw and was like, this is coming off. This is what we're doing. And that's kind of what happened while we've been, you know, kind of hidden um, and only taken out on certain assignments and things for as long as we have mm-hmm. is those chainsaw moments, you know, those, those humbling moments where you're like, do you get in your way? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you get in your way a lot. And even yeah, when all, you're the doing, yeah. all the time, like, I don't yeah. know if it ever really stops that you, you get in your way, but it, it is one of those things where you become more and more humble and more and more surrendered to whatever yeah. it is. That he well, wants and you I to think do. too, there can be a, um, you know, I'm definitely an extrovert, uh, definitely outgoing. Um, and sometimes I think for me, and I, I would venture a guess that you too, uh, is, is sometimes I, I find myself in these places of like, just my, my personality and my tendency to, I, sometimes I can get ahead of myself. Whereas like somebody who's maybe more reserved, God is wanting them to step out more. Whereas for me, I'm like, I don't have a problem doing that. Like, let's do this, you know? And, and <laughs> right. sometimes God is like, Hey, I want you to listen. I want you to not talk as much. I'm like, Oh that's very difficult. God. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. 100. I, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm such a teacher mm-hmm. and I have learned that like my husband has been a really good, um, helper with me, you know, mm-hmm. with that. Like, I mean, even in just learning and communication in marriage, he's like, I don't need to be taught. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing where I had to learn to sh- sh- <laughs> like, it's funny because the Lord actually used my husband to teach me how to sh- Oh man. On it. And I will hear it in the spirit mm-hmm. and I'll go, Oh, okay. I'll be yeah. quiet. Um, because I'm such a teacher and a talker mm-hmm. that I have, um, needed to learn to listen. And the Lord has said to me, um, you know, you have that saying where you have two ears and one mouth. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's said babe for a reason. So yeah. <laughs> I've had to really learn to listen. And now I, I have, um, I still struggle in this area. Not that I have that down well we're human come on you know right absolutely and so i do now i can see i sit in a crowd more and i allow my spiritual eyes and spiritual ears to be open so i ask the lord like if there's anything i need to know you know i'll ask him may i see in the spirit today like can you open the veil for me may i hear your word today if you have anything to say to this person or whatever because sometimes you know sometimes you're just sent like you can hear somebody's hurt and you're just sent into an arena. And I'm like, what do you want me to do about that? And he's like, nothing right now. Mm. Just listen. And then wow. he, you know, he downloads it and he helps me to remember that. So when the time comes, when he puts me in front of somebody, then I can speak. But if I'm talking, I'm going to miss or mess up the opportunity. Right. And so that yeah. was something you said, get ahead of yourself. There are mm. many times that I've spoken way too much and people have been like, yeah, I'm not. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I ain't trying to hang out with that girl. She's yeah. like, she's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, I can definitely relate, Shannon. <laughs> I can <laughs> definitely relate. True okay. Story. So like, when did you guys actually start going out and ministering to people? Was it just like going to your church and be like, Hey, we have this group of, mm-hmm. of women. We want to do this thing. Do you have anybody that, yeah. what, how did that kind of play out? All him. He yeah. designed all of it. 
So it first started here at the house where we were learning how to prophesy. We were learning how um, he speaks to us in words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Um, mm -hmm. We were learning how uh, discerning of spirits and what does that mean? You know, so when you're in deliverance, you you are looking for all kinds of things. God was teaching us about eye twitches, nose raising, lips moving. What does it mean when a hand does this? The shoulders do that. Um, mm. God was literally teaching us these things about, you know, what it means when, when people need deliverance. Mm. And so that was practicing here at my house. And then from there, opportunities would come from people that we knew. So people maybe that we were loving on uh, or, you know, discipling at the moment, and we would be sent out. Um, as far as our churches go, um, there has, that is not um, something that is open at this moment, which gives us a heart to really seek the father on what that looks like and bringing it into the church buildings, because mm -hmm. the churches that we are all a part of, that isn't something that they do. Right. And, um, God is just preparing hearts. I believe that right now in this season. Yeah. So we basically are sent ones. That's what mm -hmm. I tell people. Um, you know, Jesus went, the disciples went, we mm -hmm. go. And, yeah. and that is the best way to explain it. Like he's, he sent us two and a half hours away from our home to go pray for people. Um, you know, it's this date. We went to, we went three hours away from our house to go pray for somebody who was in a hospital. Mm -hmm. So it was just, we get it. Um, we ask the Lord, we fast, we pray, we get the date, the time, and we go. And awesome. we are always within the will of the Lord. So we don't mm. go anywhere unless he sends us. That's something that I love to teach in my ministry is uh, that Joshua anointing um, is that we seek the heart of the Father first in every single thing we do because we don't want to be outside of the will of he who sends us, right? So yeah. Jesus says that he, he did mm -hmm. nothing outside of the will of the father who That's sends great. him. And so that is our heart. So we only go when called um, or the, or it's presented to us. Like God is like now, you know, type of thing. But yeah. mostly um, we have really been sent to areas um, where even um, um, like conferences, we went, I went to pray for a woman um, just actually to like to enjoy the Lord said, I'm sending you to enjoy. I want you to speak over this leader. I want you to just impart this. And and so I kind of knew my assignment there when that assignment was over. Cause I'm, I'm always a warrior. Like I'm ready. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm ready. If we're going to battle, let's go to battle. But um, he was like, he literally was like, enjoy yourself. But then when the assignment was over, wham, Mm. We had an we had another assignment and we saw in the spirit, the war that was going on and he had us do something different. And so, again, it wasn't unless until he revealed what was to be done that we did it. So we yeah. like I said, we don't we stay in that. We don't do anything outside of the will of the father yeah. who sends us. Well, and talk about a level that uh, it takes a lot of trust uh, in the Lord that he's going to do, because I think we have this tendency, especially in the West. If you go, okay, no plan. You go, but like, what are we going to do? But like, what are we going to, but it's going to be awkward and I'm not going to have anything to talk about. And, and then well, maybe right. I should plan a little bit, you know? And so I right. can very much, very much uh, relate at least to a little bit, uh, you know, your desire to want to like put some of the ducks in a row, uh, just so you have yeah. something to fall back on. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm sure there are times where, you are going to meet and the Lord beforehand puts something on your heart that you're supposed to bring up. I'm sure that happens, right? Yes. You know, but you know, you know, when you're planning, right? You oh, know, 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and I get called out on it. This is the one thing I love, right? Because one of the things that we've talked about at this table that I teach all the time is I just feel that this moment that we're in, if you look at the Bible, in the Old Testament, you had generals. In the New Testament, you had the apostles in the group movement. Mm -hmm. And I look at all of these amazing people that have gone before us, like Catherine Kuhlman, like, you know, Billy Graham, like Derek Prince in Deliverance, um, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake. You have yeah. all of these generals in the army, right? Mm -hmm. But what God gave rise and set was another movement, group movement. We go out two by two. So when he joined us together in the four at first, it was learning how the four would function together and how the church body works together mm -hmm. in our giftings. And so that was that was the whole thing. Like, I believe that we're in this movement of how the apostles moved, how the Acts church was done. It's mm -hmm. coming back to the heart of, you know, Jesus being the cornerstone Amen. and we develop outside of the church walls, you know, yeah. and doing something different and going and, and going in that direction. So I, that's why we do what we do and how we do what we do. Um, we just really felt that that was what he was laying on our hearts and that's the way we function. And I feel like that's the movement everywhere. I feel like this is exploding. I mean, we're seeing it like on our side, we're in a tri-state area where, you know, West Virginia is 15 minutes from my house. Pennsylvania is 35 minutes from my house. Um, we've got friends in Kentucky. We've got friends out in Oregon. We have you know, friends um, in central Ohio. Um, so we're just, we're seeing these like uh, ministries just like, pop up, pop up, pop up. And it's mm -hmm. all the same format. It's, it's mm -hmm. people coming together, doing what we're doing and then going out on the assignments as God sends us out on the assignments. Yeah. So. I love it. It's so exciting. It like, it's something that's just, I'm not, I don't really have, I mean, obviously we have like the Bible, we have mm -hmm. the way acts was and even Jesus and his disciples. But I, I would say it's that this type of a, of a culture isn't as hasn't been as prevalent and it will be increasingly more prevalent. And I 100% believe that. Um, so it's really exciting, especially because you're saying you're seeing a lot of other pop-ups, you know, around your yes. area. So um, it's really, really exciting. So, okay. So you, uh, it, right now with Rise and Set, is it something where people like can contact you and, and have you, Hey, we would love for you to come to this thing. Or is it more, no, we only go where we feel like we're supposed to go. But if somebody presents something to you and you feel like, okay, yes, is that kind of, it's just sort of like a, you just take it as you go kind of a thing. It really is. It's, we pray about everything and that's what, that's how we respond. We always think, you know, thank you for the invitation. Let us pray into it. And we will, you know, upon the father's direction, we will let you know type yeah. of thing. Um, and if it, if it's a yes, it's a yes. If it's a no, it's a no. And yeah. and we love and release, um, as far as rise and set, you know, people can find us at our website, which is riseandset.com, uh, riseandsetministries.com. And then they can always, uh, email us at rise and set, um, ministries at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And we have like on our website, we have a love letter ministry, which um, we love to ask the Lord for words of wisdom or words of knowledge for somebody mm -hmm. and just say, you know, Lord, what do you have to say to this person? And so with the team, um, 
you know, the team will come together and we will pray for that person and then write that love letter and send it to them because God knows what that person needs to hear. They, um, you know, what, what needs to be spoken to their hearts. So as far as that goes, and then, um, we have been asked, like there's a, the ministry that we partner with down in Kentucky where they're having, um, a rise and roar conference in September where we will go and teach Mm. as well. So we've been asked to go and teach on things, um, things that God has revealed to us, whether that's in prophetic word, whether that's deliverance, whether that's Amazing. healing, whether that's worship, because I dance yeah. and sing for Very the apostolic, very apostolic, you know, I would say is, mm-hmm. is, is your ministry, right? Would you say is, you know, yeah. it's, it's like everything. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. It, it is. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that's a word that's like, you know, sometimes hard to say, but if I look at it, we're sent ones and that's, you yeah. know, I, to be an apostle is to be a sent one. Um, it's right. also a builder. And yeah. I've always been a builder. I didn't know that. Like in the world, I was an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but in the spirit, you know, I, I guess, you know, that's part of that fivefold ministry. And so we have this ability to see things from the ground up. We can mm-hmm. see a build, you know, of something from nothing, you know, where that's, you know, in, in whatever he wants to do. So yeah. Anything like we did a VBS and that was built from the ground up so and cool. it was all given by a movie that I watched yeah. and God developed this whole Amazing. thing. Amazing. Yeah. Come so we on. have a curriculum for, you know, for this VBS um, that we did last summer, which was amazing. I love uh, and it. so that's what he's doing with, at yeah. least with us. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, you know, the drill, the link to all that contact information is in the description. So if you are interested in reaching out to them, obviously they'll pray about it, but mm-hmm you know how to get a, get a hold of them everybody. So yes. one of the other things that I know about you um is that uh you uh are a very gifted like prophetic voice into the political arena as well. Isn't that yes. right? Shannon? Yes. 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 <laughs> so talk a little bit about that because if I'm understanding correctly, when you had like the big kahuna kind of moment, wasn't it around that time that God also started giving you stuff regarding political stuff as well. Is that true? That is true. Um, Actually, it is very true. In April of 2018, I got my first word on President Trump. Mm. And that word had to do with President Trump um, and um, Benjamin Netanyahu. And so and then gas, oil, um, from there, it just kept building. I started to get more and more words on uh, the political arena, what was true, what was false, um, what the Lord's plans were, um, all kinds of things like that. So, mm. and then we just, we were called as intercessors in the political realm. We've been put in front of political figures to pray right. over them. Um, so just it, it, the favor in the political realm has really been not something I would have picked for myself. So this is, you know, if it's coming Mm -hmm. and you're getting these words in the political realm, you know, it's from the father when you have zero desire to have anything to do with the political realm. Yeah. Like none. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, so was it, you did, cause obviously at the time, you know, basically when you had that big conversion experience from, from 2011 to 2017, did you have any experience with getting any words of knowledge about people, prophetic words? Did, did you have any experience with that before? Not that I would recognize. Now, when I yeah. look 
back on things, um, like say being in Bible study class, I would get what I would describe now as downloads. Mm -hmm. And I would, and it was always, that's a great word picture. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not what God calls them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like later on, I was like, okay, word picture is not what the Lord calls. But I remember sitting in, in classes and stuff and, and getting these things, but I didn't recognize it. And so my introduction to before the baptism of the Holy Ghost in 2017 was 2016. I did not want Donald Trump in office. I didn't I was, either. It's okay. I've admitted it. You're good. I and I love. I mean, I have such a respect for what God is doing through him still mm-hmm. to this day. God yeah. is not done with him. I am going to agree with other prophets. Um, I will say those things. God has said this man is still in charge, and I stand by that. So, yeah. um, but at that time, I needed to be humbled, and so mm-hmm. my husband was like Trump from the get go, and mm-hmm. I wanted Ben Carson. I loved him. I thought he had such a sweet heart. There was such a wholeness yeah. and, uh, you know, just to him. And I adored him. Well, he was out by this time. And I, I YouTube, YouTube was like my trainer of the prophetic word. I kid you not all led by the Lord. When I look mm, back on it, all led by the Lord, which is really awesome. But I listened to a podcast that was released on YouTube and it was Mark Taylor the author of the Trump prophecies. And I started to like, listen to what he was saying. And then I'm watching things unfold going, Oh, dang. Mm. Okay. What is this? And so then after I was baptized in the Holy ghost, the Lord took me to first Corinthians chapter 12. And I just kept reading the nine gifts for the, with the baptism of the Holy spirit over and over and I couldn't get out of it. And I was like, I want to prophesy. I want to prophesy like that was, I was, you know how in acts it it talks about the baptism of the Holy spirit, they were tarrying and that's what I was doing. I didn't realize that's what it was then, but I Mm. was tarrying for the prophetic word. I was like, Lord, I want to hear, what do you have to say? Like, tell me what that is. And so day in and day out in my study, I'm like, what do you have to say? And it took a long time. Mm. I didn't, you know, I was baptized in 2017. And then in, in March, I, I sort of, I had what I call an outline of what I thought I heard the Lord say. Um, That's how my notebook started. (laughs) Um, And then Mm. it was April 4th, I believe, um, of 2018. Uh, That was, the pen took off and it was about Donald Trump and Benjamin Netanyahu. And that was the very first word I ever wrote in paragraph form, Mm. ever did. Yeah. And was that one of those things when you wrote it where you were like, were you, did you still feel kind of nervous sharing it with people? Cause you're like, I don't want to be labeled a false prophet. Like how was that? How did that go? That was really wild because, um, when I got baptized in the Holy spirit, as long as I was in church and as long as I was in Bible studies, nobody could help me. Mm. Nobody knew at all what I was going through. They had no idea. So this literally, in the training and the prophetic word before the Lord. I mean, I feel like I had spiritual fathers and mothers because he would, he would lead me to people that walked in this, you know? So, um, you know, with evangelism, it was Billy Graham with deliverance. It was Ryan Lestrange, you know, Mm -hmm. Ryan Lestrange was, um, and Derek Prince. So those were like the two that, um, the Lord took me to in that. And then understanding the prophetic word, how it works, why God does it, um, in, in that way. But it literally, nobody around me could, I would say things, um, sometimes read certain things to like Bethany, but Bethany's like, I think it's amazing, but I can't help you. 
Like that, mm. I remember saying that, like, this is awesome. Like, who, how would you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I don't even know what I wrote down. I'm yeah. just writing down what I'm hearing, you know? Yeah. And so nobody could really help me until we started to come together as Ryzen said, and God started to add more women and people who were walking in the prophetic word a little longer than myself, um, where it was really just confirmation. It wasn't even that they were teaching me anything. It was more like God was saying, it has been me the whole time. Mm. I have been teaching you. This is me and you, kid. And so I just felt like, you know, I don't know. I was, it was just me and him. Eight hours a day, just me and the Lord um, together. And mm. he, he taught me everything. And now it's just walking in confirmation. And then when I was introduced to people like Hank Kuhneman, the first time I ever saw Hank Kuhneman, I was like, Oh, dang, Kim Clement. I went, oh, my gosh. And like some of their words were coinciding with the words. You know, I mean, Kim was gone by then. But what I was getting was like, oh, wait, that's in line with that. And then Hank Kuhneman, Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, these are totally in line with what he's saying. So So I knew that I was hearing right. I love that. Yeah, it's always so encouraging when you get when you get confirmation of something like I often get like so my wife edits my wife lauren edits all of the prophetic words that come through the elijah list and the ones that are posted um there's obviously other people that help but she's one of the main people and so she's very familiar with what all the different prophets are saying at any given time and i work on elijah's stream so i get that angle um but sometimes i'll just be like honey I'll come out. I'm a verbal processor. So, and she knows that. So half the time she's listening, half the time she's not, I'm like, I just need a, I need a body there. I don't care if you're listening. Um, and so I'll just be like, I feel like God is saying this right now. And I, and I'll kind of walk through, you know, why and and the things that the Lord was showing me, she's like, have you been reading our words? I'm like, no. And she's like, like prophets are saying that exact same thing right now. And I, I don't have time to read the Elijah list words. Sorry to any prophets watching who get published there. I love you. Keep doing <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. I just don't yeah. have the time. Um, and so, uh, uh, so yeah, it's, I always love when, when your words get, get, um, get confirmed like that. So that had to have been really, really, really encouraging, especially as you're stepping out and you're starting to be obedient and r- write these things down that had to have been really encouraging for sure. So very much so. Yeah. So, and, um, <sighs> I don't know about you, but my, my experience with, um, when I first started kind of prophesying, it actually was a long process like you, um, Mm -hmm. obviously I don't get like massive words, uh, about government stuff, but, um, even just prophetic words for people, for me, it was just a long process of learning what the Holy spirit sounds like, what learning, learning God's voice, learning the ways that he speaks. And that for me was a long process. Um, I don't know if that was, I mean, you said that it was a long process of that. Was it for you? Was it a lot of, of learning what God actually sounded like when he was speaking to you? Uh, very much so. One of the things that helped me was, um, like I said, I was taken to Mark Taylor first and Mark was talking about how, um, when, when Mary came into his life, she was like, she said, this cadence sounds like the Lord. And she was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, her husband was saying, you know, this, she studied the prophets. She studied how the Lord spoke. She lit, you know, she was listening to the cadence. There's a cadence that God speaks in. And so when I started to first get the words, um, you know, I couldn't control my hand. I didn't, I could hear it and I would write it. But when I would go back, 
I was like, oh, wait a minute. I feel like this is the cadence that she's talking about. So Mm. then I would go to the Bible and I would read you know, like the word, and then I would read the cadence of what was written to me. And I think that that was um, the Lord teaching me, this is the way I speak. You know, this is, this is how you will know that it is me. You know, I get a lot of things that God would say in the Bible for thus saith the Lord, or for I says the Lord, or um, when he's speaking to me personally, and it's a personal word for me or my family, it'll be like my child, you know, like, like it's this loving father when he's talking to me, but then when he is speaking business um, or it's, you know, the political realm, you know, that's when I, I get the, and I, and I get both like the wrath words, <laughs> like that kind um, mm-hmm. come through and the ones where it's like, choose you this day, whom you will serve type of words. Yeah. I get those too. Um, for the church, mostly um, I, I get those words for the church as well. So that it was learning how he spoke in Isaiah, how he spoke to Jeremiah, how he spoke to Ezekiel. So it was like really going back into the prophets and reading them and seeing, you know, how he appeared, they heard, they saw, you know, type of thing. So it was learning the prophets first so that I could understand what was coming through as mm, God was telling that's so me. Good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this right here, I see this little note and it's um, about teaching others to be a victor. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, yes. You said, uh, let's see, you have a passion for the generations coming, teaching others to be a victor rather than a victim. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, I am a big proponent on people being everything God has created them to be. Mm-hmm. So I have, and and I say this because I was a complainer. Okay. I was a victim, (laughs) right? So how we started this, I was a victim. It was, you know, it was other people's faults. It was, you know, this isn't fair. I've always been a justice fighter. Like I am five foot, nothing, you know, tall In high school. (laughs) I weighed like 95 pounds, but I, I was one where, when I saw injustice, whether that was um, injustice of color, injustice of skinny versus heavy. If it was injustice of jock versus, you know, um, someone who's not popular, it, it bothered me. I could not stand it. So I was like this, you call me a firecracker. I was a spitfire back in the day. Like I was backing you in a locker and I was going to tell you where you were wrong because that hurt somebody. Right. But then I would notice how I was in victim mindset as well. And so when God baptized me, in the spirit, he started to show me the difference. And um, something that really stuck out to me, and I think where I mean, it really turned a corner for me was when all of the uprising um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and what was happening, like I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, when that um, the, the looting happened wow. after, you know, after everything had happened you know, leading up to that. Right. And, um, it clicked with me when I was hearing, um, I grew up in the era of Rodney King. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the OJ Simpson trial and all of that. And so I remember my college days and I remember, and, you know, I remember, cause I feel like God is like, check that, you know, that's going to be there because I'm going to bring that back 30 years later. And, um, I remembered the things that were said, back then in 1994, 95, you know, three, 94, 95 were the exact same things being said today. I was like, wait a minute, nothing's changed. Mm 
Like nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. And so my heart was like, you know, Lord, what do you have to say about this? And so as he started taking me into being delivered, you know, victimhood is a mindset. It is victimhood comes from trauma. That's right. Period. It comes from trauma. So it's going back and teaching people, you know, where listening to a phrase that somebody says and going, when was the first time you ever remember that? Can you tell me that? And then if they're like, I don't know, I'll say, okay, hold on. Let's just hold back. Let's ask Holy Spirit. I just want you to close your eyes. Ask Holy Spirit. When was the first time you ever heard that? You may see one thing. You may see a couple different things, but ask the Holy Spirit what one thing and allow him to take you back to that memory. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's allowing people to release these things off of their soul so that they can walk in that joy. Victimhood is a stealer of joy. And yeah. I have this justice fighter in me that I just don't want to see people sad, angry, um, vengeful. I was, I was a very vengeful person. And mm. my testimony of 2011 was in a result of my revenge that I had towards somebody. But then mm. out of my revenge, that open door of attack came. And it mm-hmm. knocked me on my face. Yeah. And so it, it, it's really being delivered of that mindset, no matter where that is or what that is. Um, you know, I just bring up like the black and white thing is because that was something that was very heavy on my heart as a kid. I was I was called the N word as a child because I was very dark complected. Mm. And so that that door that was open when I was in third grade gave this seed of that's not right. Like I'm, you know, and I remember the other words that were said before Mm -hmm. the N word actually came out. And I have an indignance to that word. I hate it. I think Mm -hmm. it is the most awful word ever. Yeah. Even to use, in my opinion, even to uh, use amongst African-Americans to each other, it's so demeaning. And they're like, no, we took it back. mm -hmm. I'm like, why would you want to use that word? That's like, you're not taking it back. You're still, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that, that, that is accepted because you want to take ownership. And when you, when you know, in the spirit, what that ownership means, you understand that you're still in your shackles. Mm -hmm. You haven't been delivered of that Mm -hmm. slavery. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't even know it's slavery because you think that you're taking it and you're not. And if you look up the definition of it, I'll never forget it. I looked it up in high school because it bothered me and it meant a low down, dirty person. Yeah. So, you know, it was yeah. like, why? I mean, I don't know what Webster defines it as now, but, you know, right. 30 years ago, that was the definition of right. it. So. Well, but even like, even just using the actual definition, if I'm called low down, dirty person my whole life mm-hmm. and, and somebody's actually saying that you're human garbage and I go, right. ha and then I go, and then I start calling other people like me human garbage. And people are like, that's really demeaning. No, we took it back. We just use it as like a name for each other. I'm like, yeah. think about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Your words have power. You're calling yourself mm-hmm. human garbage, right? Yes. Low down, dirty person. dirty person. Even if your intention is, oh, no, we're doing it in good fun. You're still speaking that out loud. And all you mm-hmm. guys know, I've talked about it a lot, all the scientific studies that they've actually done on the power of words. Okay, mm-hmm. so- I'm not going to say them again because I say it a lot. Uh, You guys all know. uh, If you don't, look it up. Scientific studies on the power of words. It's crazy. Um, So, yeah. 
Yeah. And you want to speak life, you know, the Lord, right. and I'm sure you've said this, you know, it's the life or life or death is in the power of the tongue. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I want to speak life over everyone. You know, that, that is my heart because we all deserve to have life and love spoken over right. us. And so it it's really helping people graduate out of that mindset um, of what they've been taught. And I always think about Jesus being on the cross. And the last thing is like, forgive them father for they know not what they're doing and they know not what they do. And, and the truth is, is we walk most of our lives. if we don't know Jesus, or we don't know what it means to walk in the spiritual realm, that we don't understand what we're doing. We don't understand the power of our words. We don't understand what it means when we take on, we're going to take back the power. We're going to take, no, there's no power. That was a manipulation move for you to stay in your shackles. Yep. And that to me is like, no, he says that he gives us the keys to the kingdom, yeah. right? In, yep. in Matthew. And so it's mm-hmm. like, if he gives us the keys to the kingdom, then the keys mean freedom. The keys mm-hmm. don't mean to lock, you know what I mean? To keep those locked. It means that you are free. That's Who right. the sun sets free is free indeed. And so it's yeah. like, what are those keys that you need to unlock? Whatever that slavery mindset is, that slavery heart position, that state slavery soul wound is mm-hmm. to unlock that, to be truly mm. free, Yeah, you know, from, from Amen. all of those things. So that's Amen. huge. Amen. Well, yeah. I mean, we could keep talking. We're out of we time, could. unfortunately, but you know, there'll be... There's going to be other times. It's okay. Um, okay good. You don't have a say in the matter, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> I would love to yeah. come back. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because I think you just have such a gift for teaching. And, um, you. you know, I, uh, and I think that's evident to everybody watching. And there's so much, even just things you were looking at, I'm like, we could just, let's just, we could talk all about like the physical <laughs> manifestations of deliverance and what an eye twitch means. It's like, because I don't even know. So, uh, you know, I think that that's, um, that, that, you know, there's so many possibilities. So, so Shannon, uh, I want to give you an opportunity to pray for the people. So go for it. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we just bless you and we praise you and we thank you for um, this opportunity really to just be out on social media, Father God, to be able to spread the word, to be able to open up the things that you want to teach and speak in this season, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for this move. As I think earlier, we were talking about 2017 and how, Lord God, you you have shown us that there was this outpouring during that time, Father God. And as we meet more and more people, we're seeing more and more people being baptized in this spirit, more people being hungry, Father God, for you and for your word, Lord Jesus. So Lord, we just come to you. We just ask, Father, anybody who is on today, Father God, I'm just asking for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit fire, Father God. I'm asking, Lord God, for just heightened discernment in this season, Father God. I just believe by the blood of Jesus that we need to have discerning of spirits in this season. I feel, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that our eyes need to be open, that our ears need to be open in this season, Father God, that there are things that you are willing to show us, Father God. I also, Father God, want to pray against the spirit of fear right now, Lord. I can feel the spirit of fear, uncertainty right now in the spirit, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are the peace that surpasses all understanding. And Lord, when we are within your good, pleasing and perfect will, we don't need to fear anything. We can walk in full faith and full peace, Father God, that your hand is upon everything. 
Father, you have laid on my heart from word after word after word saying, what appears to be going on, do not stress, do not fear, for my hand is upon it. So Lord, we thank you that you put your hand upon everything that is here, Lord Jesus. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you you touch our hearts and you let us know that there is nothing to fear in this season. I just want to speak, Father God, to the hearts of your beloved. I'm asking, Father God, for circumcision of hearts in this season, Lord. If there is anybody out there right now that has a hardened heart, Father God, I ask for you to go in and just make it flesh for them, Father God. Lord, I just feel like unforgiveness is on somebody's heart. I'm seeing the name Brett. Brett. There's a man named Brett. There is there is there is a hardened heart and unforgiving heart that Brett feels, Father God. I don't know who you are, Brett, but the Lord, the Lord is saying, forgive, forgive and trust what I'm going to do in this season. Forgive, release it, release it, release it, Father God. Um, Lord, I just bless you. I praise you. And I thank you for that word over Brett. Forgive, Brett. We just thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus name. Father God, I bless you and praise you and thank you that forgiveness does set us free. Lord, your word says that if we do not forgive, you don't forgive us. And Lord, what that means is that you don't want us to be in torment. You want us to walk in the full peace that comes with forgiveness, Father God. So we thank you, Lord, that you are making hearts pliable in this season by walking in forgiveness. We thank you, Father God, and just cast bitterness to the foot of the cross. We just thank you, Lord, that bitterness has no place in the church body. We thank you, Father God. I pray for church hurt. I'm hearing church hurt. Lord God, I bless you and praise you and thank you for those who have felt that they have been rejected from the church. Can I tell you, if you have been rejected from the church, that is not rejection. That is protection. The father had his hand on you and things needed to change. They needed to change. He needed to remove you from the situation so that he can do what he needs to do in you so that he can do what he needs to do through you. So Lord Jesus, I just speak to the healing of rejection, Father God, in Jesus name. I just bless you and I praise you and I thank you for that. I thank you, Father God, that you are a God that is a God of unity and inclusion. You don't push out, you gather. And so, Lord, I thank you for the season of gathering. You are you are gathering like-mindedness. You are gathering your Holy Spirit-filled individuals. You are gathering people unto the throne room so that you can give them comfort and joy and love and peace in this season, Father. So I just bless you, Lord. I praise you. I thank Thank you for what you're doing in this season. I thank you, Lord, for the words that will continue to come forth. I thank you, Father God, that that you are in control of everything that we are seeing around us, Father God. I also feel like, Lord, I am supposed to address what the things that are on the news, Lord Jesus, that are causing an uprising and unrest within our spirits and or within our souls, within our hearts, Father God, and in our human flesh. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that what looks like civil unrest is actually you shaking and quaking things up. So fear not, beloved. Fear Mm -hmm. not, beloved. You are just in a shaker right now and just understand what the Father is doing. Instead of praying in fear, go to the Father and say, what do I need to see? What do I need to see? Speak to me. Speak to me, Father. Speak to me, Jesus. Speak to me, Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me to interpret what I am seeing. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are a comforter and you are a teacher. That is what the word says. Thank you that that's what you come to do. Seek the Father through the power of Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus Christ under his blood and his protection, Mm -hmm. that you will get the answers that you are looking for. I just feel like 
um, to seek the father, seek the relationship. This is a time of relationship. Really dig into understanding who the father is. I believe that it, when, as I was speaking my testimony, this was an impartation of you understanding what it means to get to know the Lord, his voice, the word of God, the history of God, understanding what God does how he does. There's nothing new under the sun. He knew the end from the beginning. And so I just want to bless you all with that today. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you, Lord, for your hand, your love, and your mercy over each and every person. I thank you, Father, from my heart, the bottom of my heart, to give me the opportunity to represent the kingdom of heaven and glorify you, to glorify the name of Jesus, because it is all about Jesus. It is not about man. And so, mm-hmm. Father, I thank you for that opportunity. Lord God, and I just ask a blessing over the entire staff of Elijah Fire, Elijah Mm -hmm. Streams, Elijah List Ministries, Father God. I bless you for that umbrella. I bless Mm -hmm. you for the path that you have chosen for them, Father God. And so I ask just a beautiful um, outpouring of your love and your comfort um, in this season over all of them. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in them and through them, Lord. In Mm -hmm. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Shannon. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much. This was awesome. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks yeah. for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, how can people follow you? I, you obviously have a Rise and Set uh, website and Facebook, obviously. Yes. But is yes. that, what are some other ways? Um, yeah, there's, I have an Instagram myself. Um, I have an Instagram that is public. Um, it's uh, shand1717 on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it is, um, my maiden name is in there. It's, uh, Shannon Ringer Dombrowski. Dombrowski is my married name. That's me on Facebook. Um, but mostly, you know, rise and set ministries on Facebook is, is a great way to follow what we're doing. We are, we are boosting our, um, movement on that. I'm not a huge social media person, but, um, I do love to release videos and teachings and things like that whenever God calls me to do so. So that's kind of what you'll see. Awesome. So everybody, again, you know, the drill, all that stuff is in the link to links are in the description. Show Shannon, show Shannon some love, man. That's, that's a tongue twister. And, uh, <laughs> a lot and of shushes. Show shusha. Um, and uh, yeah, guys, uh, if any of you guys feel led uh, to invite Rise and Set, reach out to them. Obviously, they'll pray about it. Feel if it's the right fit for them. But uh, show them some love, you guys, and, and go uh, contact them that way and all that good stuff. Shannon, thank you so much. It was thank a huge you. blessing. I know a lot of people were blessed. Guys, that's our show. Be blessed. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.